You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's The New Normal After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424. 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The New Normal After Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. We're back. Shimmy's shaking it. What? We're back. Yes. I'm like awkward, Shimmy. I'm like <laughs> one hand. Yes. She does. Jackie doesn't have enough room. <laughs> Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another episode of The New Normal for you here at AfterBuzz TV. This is episode 12. Wow. I know. Season 1, The Goldie Rush. I am your host, Lauren Leonelli. Happy New Year. So glad to be back. Woo-woo. And oh, we have... I'm Jackie Borowski. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jake Dupree. And I'm Tara Johnson. You guys, we were gone way too long. I know. This has been so sad. It's but awful. it was so happy because when we came back, we laughed a lot. This was, was a, a great episode. A fantastic, fantastic episode to come back to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Starting off the new year, right, honey? That is That's right. Very true. I don't know about y'all at home, but that we were, I, we were screaming. Yeah. Yes. Like at one point, we all. I think it was when uh, Shania was doing some of her reading. Mm-hmm. We all went. What? <laughs> she was telling up those little girls. It's a skill everyone should learn. Mm-hmm. You know. And if I had known it at that age, I would be a different person. I think. Oh yeah, and it's, you can also read with your eyes too. Like you can give a little. Oh yeah. Oh, look mm-hmm. at see. Mm-hmm. We're learning. Mm-hmm. We're learning more. So stuff. many things that you have to learn. Okay. Well. So also, guys, to plug my other show, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, you can learn a lot about reading. Oh, I'm so sure. watch that after show too. <laughs> it's a good read. It's like Great Expectations. That's how good a read it is. <laughs> Child. <laughs> yes. My Hated God. that book. <laughs> uh, but you will yeah. love RuPaul's Drag Race. It's a great read. Just saying that. Well, we, we will get to this later, but we have some of the um, the drag que- queens from RuPaul's Drag Race on this episode of The New Normal. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we will awesome. get into that. You can give us some little uh, tidbits about them if you would like. But the, the episode kind of started out with um, Matt, uh, Brian and David. I was gonna. I'm thinking Matt Bomer. We're all My thinking mind that. is in Matt Bomer land right now. <laughs> la la. Um, and they want to expand their family, and oh, they yeah. are talking about their desire. Well, they don't really know at first that they both want to have more kids, but it, you know, uh, David starts talking about his. Or no, was it? It, it was, was Brian. It was Brian. Brian. He started out talking about, oh, I want more kids. And he was having the interview with, what was it, Ladies, Ladies Home Journal. And uh, the, the one-liners, though. I mean, if, as we remember yeah. them, we will point them out. I'm, it started out with some I don't even know if oh, I can. Oh, I have one. Um, she was so accepting, she was alienating. Yes. <laughs> that's what he described his interview with the Ladies Home Journal because she was so, she was asking him, that's how, that's what sparked this whole idea. She was asking him questions about how he wanted to start, a, what their family was going to look like. And he had a flashback 
to his lovely ex-boyfriend. Mm, lovely. Monty. Hanging upside down like a bat out of oh, hell. Mm. <laughs> we could have froze that frame and st- still be watching right now. I was pleasantly yeah. surprised. And then I, I was just waiting for him to hop off that little machine so I could see him upright. He could have stayed good. hanging. Oh, it was, fine, it was fine either way, hanging. but I just wanted to see him upright. And um, <laughs> he didn't disappoint. He was like shirtless no. throughout the whole episode. It was no, it and was pretty nice. And Brian's character couldn't stop staring at his abs too. Like he was just like, well, he uh, had like ripples in places I didn't know it really existed. I mean, it wasn't an eight pack. It was like twenty eight. It was like little ripples on the <laughs> side. Oh. It was crazy. He had abs that? on his abs. Right. I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. How do you do that? Anyway, he was pretty hot, but uh, we started to, you know, I mean, this is however many years back would we go, like maybe late 90s? Because he had like a flannel-ish oh, shirt yeah, on yeah. and the hair was like 90210, mm-hmm. but that mm-hmm. might have been a little, I don't know. But anyway, he, um, it showed Brian and Monty talking about, oh yeah, if we want to have kids, and clearly Monty was not in that spot. Right. No. And he, they said, We're, we'll, we'll say at the same time, you think of the number you want, I think of the number of kids I want, and we'll say it at the same time, and Monty's answer was zero. <laughs> so once we got out of that little flashback, which was awesome, then we see Brian and David having the same conversation in present time. And they both say three yeah. to the end, which was really cute. And then they right. said, I love you so much. Was really I love cute. when they that have was those so tender sweet. moments. It was really yeah. sweet. But I love the whole conversation when Brian was talking about, oh, that was sweet. So sweet. The male biological clock and yes. how it ticks. Yeah. yeah, I found that really interesting, especially when you said, and a man's biological clock can start anytime. Look at Brad Pitt. Exactly. He decided he wanted kids, and what, six months later, he had like six kids or whatever. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. So it, it really is different, but I, once you think about it, I guess it is true. Men have their own I mean, do they? You're clock. the only man on the, the panel here. Us, I mean, my biological clock, I would like for it to start ticking around like 32. See? Like somewhere around But there. it hasn't started yet, obviously. No, not. I mean, I would, uh, of course, love to have kids, but... A, Later, later, I, I would like know. to have that. I, See, he can set his. He's like, yeah. I like it to start ticking at 32. <laughs> See, but the thing is with me, I get, to ch- I get since I am a gay male, I get to choose. Wait, what? what? Oh, <laughs> my God. Shocker, news alert. <laughs> news alert. Um, so I can choose whenever I would like for that to happen, whereas yeah. I feel like, a, I mean, if a woman, you can still plan for that, but you, you got, can. there's so many things with the body and, like, right. planning ovulation well, yeah. times and things like that. There's it's other, a tougher thing. I think there is a little bit more biology that goes into it be, just in the simple fact that we are the carriers of the child. Right. But I found that interesting because I guess it, it would make sense. I mean, it could be an emotional thing, too. Yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking, I only have a couple more years left. <laughs> yeah. That's my biological clock. Our clocks start ticking, like, as soon as we're born. People are like, okay, she has to have a kid by, like, 25, 28. And or, you I always, mean, I don't you, know. You yeah. feel this pressure all the time as a woman. You grow up thinking about it. Totally. You babysit your neighbors, and you're, like, always thinking about, when I have kids, I'm going to name this one Billy, and whatever. That's not the name I chose, but you know what I mean. Like, you think it's constantly happening. You're playing Barbies, and they're taking care of their kids, and it's, right. like, it's different society for whatever reason breeds it that way it's different for for boys or in this case it wasn't really for for brian because we know that he didn't grow up that way that's not how he felt at all and we we saw that in a couple past episodes when he was talking about thinking about kids and his relationship with his father and the things that he liked to do as opposed to david who's also a gay man that liked to do the typical boy things like playing sports and things so i mean it's obviously just to each his own, but it is interesting to think about a biological clock in a man's head because it, I guess it could happen. It happens. 
Do you do you know anybody that's like I want to have kids now? That's like a man, gay or straight. Just like have you? I don't know if I can think of anybody. I don't. I I honestly can't think of any. I do. I have a friend, but he's gay. I mean, I don't know if that has Mm. anything to do with it. No, I don't know that it does. I'm just curious to. I can't really think. Well, no. Yeah, my friend's husband is older than her. He's in his 40s, and she's in her 30s. And he, I've heard him talk about it. Wants to get it going. Yeah. Do men actually sit around and talk about it? Oh, I think I want to have kids. What you know? Is that a topic of conversation among men? I mean, I think so because you hear men discussing like, oh, what sport are they going to play, or like, you know, what what are we going to do together, and things like that. As a events. As a straight male, I will say, weigh in. Yeah, weigh in. Okay kinds of perspective. I, I will say that like, yeah, I, I think about when I want to have a family and you always want to think about that time frame and I kind of look at it as before 30, I kind of want to have children so by the time I'm 50, they're not living with me anymore. So it's more of like um, that kind of thing. So when you're trying to wind down to go to where you want to go, like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to live in the States after a certain age, so I'd kind of want my kids to be old enough to stay in the States and do what they want to do while I go explore the world. So this means you're trying to escape your children past I, I, a certain that's age. <laughs> Steven, our producer, is planning his life Post-child. based on the fact of when he's going to kick them out. And, and leave them here in the States. But then hopefully and not they just, can... And, and not just kick them out of the house. Like, he's going to leave the, the freaking country. country. Yeah. Well, better... Better. Well, it's just it's it's better to t- to leave if you're gonna plan on going somewhere later in life. It's better to not have to drag your kids away from all their friends and everything. Like you wouldn't want to go traveling when your kid's 14 or 16 or even 17. You want them out of high school. You want them in their college, having their own life before you try to do anything with your own life. These are I, all very. I valid traveled points. though as a kid, and I don't I don't mind it, but I think it depends. It depends right. on how yeah where you're coming from, but that's. Um, I like that that was so planned out. And in fact, Brian and David did talk about like their plan once they did decide, oh, we want three kids. So if we want to have this child, we want this amount of years in between this child. And I mean, they, you know, they mapped it all out. They mapped it out. Mm -hmm. out. And then they did make a comment about, oh, it's just so easy for straight couples. All they have to do is, what do you say, get a a French French toast scented candle and E to Mama Tambien <laughs> on, yeah. on repeat right. or whatever. On, on like a Netflix. glass of wine or yeah. something. Yeah. But you know what, though? I mean, I guess for them, it's going to take more planning because there's other parties involved besides them, too, in order to make it happen. But mm. straight couples plan that crap, too. Let's yeah. yeah, Right? It's not just as Everybody easy does. as like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. A lot of couples have that. issues with yeah, it. And totally. have to go through the things that they have to go through in order to have a child. Mm-hmm. Because they're not able to, even though, you know, they have all the working anatomy to, to do To be so. honest, most, most children nowadays that are with, like, well-off families and things like that, most children are accidents. Because when you're planning, when you're planning on having a child, you're planning on when you can financially afford it. Yeah. But when you just have a child, you just make it work. Mm-hmm. You work it to make it work as opposed to planning ahead and trying and waiting years and years and years until it can work. And that's a good point, actually, too, Stephen. I, I also know couples that, you know, they're they're married and they're like, OK, now it's time to start having kids. And as soon as they are like in that mental state, like, let's have a child and let's plan. It's like it doesn't happen because right. the pressure. I don't know if it I don't know. But a lot you hear a lot of people say, just don't worry about it and it'll happen. But if you're planning to have a child and that's what's on your mind and you're like, I'm ovulating today. We need to have sex at four oh three. Yeah. Like then it puts. Oh, 
<laughs> People it's, do that. They do that. They and do. then it puts pressure and yeah. nothing happens for years and then they let it go. I know a couple that ha- this happened to and it was like a year or more and she could not get pregnant and then they were just like, oh, screw it and bam, ba-bam. Or a couple in my hometown that couldn't get pregnant, couldn't get pregnant, adopted a child and like three months later got pregnant with right. their own I, child. I heard that happens a lot. So, yeah, that happened to my cousin. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of mental things that go with this, like a mental biological clock, like the planning and the preparation that has to go along with it. I mean, it's not just like, you know, some people just have a baby, but a lot of people like to plan. Mm-hmm. And they were definitely planning for this. And they wanted Goldie to be their surrogate again, but she Matt, had a plan. Matt yeah. Bomber, wait, am I saying it right? Bomer. I Bomer. always say it wrong. He kind of tried to swoop in there and steal the deal. Yeah, they were Brian and David were trying to set him up with Gary, who was had a a ton of funny lines. That was great. <laughs> Gary was selling himself. He was just trying to make sure that Monty understood the catch that he really, really is. He said, "Who's got two thumbs and no, doesn't no have a gag, gag reflex?" reflex. We all lost it. I mean, that, that was, we all lost it. Maybe the maybe that might have been. What, I mean, there was about thirty-five amazing lines that might have been in the top three for sure. Um, yeah. but yeah, he. Uh, uh, he Monty was wasn't ready. really, yeah. Monty wasn't really seeing that in that <laughs> moment. He was like, kind of transfixed on Goldie and realizing that he did want a child, and that that was sort of his awakening. And then later we see that Gary and Monty had a little because Gary was filming him on the beach. Yeah, and he it was dressed cute. up as a UPS man. Right. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't fall in love with their he stalker? I miss that. Yes, he did. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you're my little stalker." He thought it was cute. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't fall in love with their stalker all the time? Oh yeah, but but Goldie ultimately does not want to have more children. She wants to pursue her career designing clothes, which we see she already has some little hats and little things that she's calling awesome girl clothing mm-hmm. line after her inspiration Shania which I thought was very cute yeah was very very, very cute. sweet and I like that she's doing that but I'm wondering how they're gonna keep her involved in the storyline I mean I think now they feel like she's family so she'll just be there right but I'm wondering how I think it's gonna be strange I mean I I, I think them bringing up having some more children and if she would have said oh yeah absolutely I'll be the surrogate for the other kids that would have been natural mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure and also how. yeah I think that's a good point but think about it like this if they so now they're going to pick another surrogate it's clear they said they want two more children in two years I think was the yeah they frame, want it they right? want it to happen kind of fast um are they not going to welcome in this other surrogate like they did to Goldie? I mean, they only have so many rooms in that house. I don't know. But we exactly. also don't know. Maybe Goldie will change her mind. Will change her mind. <laughs> maybe. That sound makes me nervous sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Steven. We got 30 seconds of it left. No, 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 no. We're good. But I thought it was really interesting how... David and Brian just really assumed. It was Monty yes. who brought up the point that, yeah. that said, are you, are you sure she knows that you two want her to care your, your other two kids? I mean, they just kind of assume like, okay, well, we, we think she's great. She loves us. She's family. She's going to carry all of our kids. I think it's that assumption you get, though, when you feel like someone's family, that they'll do things for you. Right. You know, like, it, if that person's, like, part of your family, you're like, oh, I can rely on them because they're Expected, part of yeah. my family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think for sure they just kind of thought that. I think, and not a 
negative way, but they did have a sense of ownership over her a little bit. Like, she's our surrogate, even though Monty had this private conversation with her about wanting to have a child. And and when they, you know, approached Monty about trying to steal their surrogate, he said, you know, exactly what he said, Tara. You didn't even ask her if she wants to do it for you guys. I don't even know her that well, and at least I had the decency to ask her. So, you know, they did. I think they think... Yeah, she's she's gonna welcome this child into their their child into their lives, and so she is part of the family. And they thought they had a say over it, which I guess I could kind of understand that. But ultimately, do you think that they'll allow her to play kind of a mother figure role in her life? Do you think that's maybe how the series is gonna play out? I don't know. I was just thinking about that. How involved in the raising of the child she's gonna be? I feel like they're gonna let her. I feel like that would be a really cool storyline if they allowed her to be a part of the child's life because that's like open adoption which happens I mean I don't know that 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 is in the sense that you're like really really super involved in raising the child but I know that there are cases in adoption where the natural or biological parents or mother or whoever it is is allowed to see the child that has been given Mm -hmm. up for you know once a month or whatever they agree upon but this is a little bit more close to home because she lives with them yeah I don't know and going back to the entire you know the premise of her becoming a surrogate was I want to get this money so I can go to law school Mm -hmm. and now her dream has changed and she wants to work on awesome girls I think it complicates it it makes it just I don't know waters down the show if she becomes more of a mommy figure because let's be honest I think in the relationship Brian's much more of the you know the kind of female yes. nurturer. Yeah. So I can see an episode possibly of where Goldie and Brian maybe have the struggle of who's going to be mommy. But it's just a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. A lot of cooks in the kitchen. I think it's nice to have a big group of people that love a child like Shania. She's the example, and you know Goldie ultimately makes the decisions. But they all help in this episode. We see, and we'll get into that in a second. Rocky and Nana really helping her with these girls. And in fact, I don't think that Goldie even knew what was happening. Until these girls, the bullies, got invited over and Shania was schooling them a little. (laughs) And then she kind of realized what was happening. But, yeah, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And in that aspect, I think it's nice because people can step in where they're good at. You know, when we saw Rocky step in a couple episodes and talking about death and things like that. And she sort of took that role on because that was her, the way she could explain things. But the best. But But it's like that old adage, it takes a village. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll just make it work somehow. Because everything always wraps up in a pretty little bow at the end of these episodes. So. Shania's a different age where yeah. she can go to different people, different issues, that's and pull true. from people's strengths. Like a different. baby is different. Mm-hmm. Well, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. It, well, we'll see how that all plays out. I think the, the season's coming to an end, yeah. and we will see what they will leave us Stay with. Stay tuned. And, but, but Shania, speaking oh. of Shania. Oh. That girl can read. Can't she read. not? Oh. She was a quick she study. She can read. A very quick study. She had her head going like a helicopter right away and snapping the finger. I loved her outfit. I loved, uh, my. I wrote down my favorite line, you walk like March of the Penguins every time you go to the water fountain, Morgan Freeman starts narrating. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said that to a little girl. Yeah. But those little girls came hard at her first. She's like, I can know. I sit in the beginning of the episode? Can I sit at this table? And they're like, no, 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 no. I don't even remember what they were right. talking about. Her glasses and all that crap that we've all heard over and over again. And she was just heartbroken. And Nana's advice was like, let's put on the Nancy Reagan red <laughs> and suit. And act like you were the boss. That's yeah. right. Walking with the hair poofed and everything. She had the right idea. She did. But she needed to update it a little. And that's right. where Nini came in. That's, that's where Nini came, came in. That's where Rocky came in and said, oh, no. Oh, no, honey. You need to read. And Rocky, I think we can all agree, has become... So, she. Nini has grown so much on this show. Oh, my I God. I think every episode she's gotten mm-hmm. even better. Yes. Yeah. 100% yes. agree. Mm-hmm. 
I love, I love her. I love so her. Proud. And she was fantastic this episode. Oh, yeah. This mm-hmm. was her element. Yeah. Like, yeah. This totally. episode, this part was written for her. Totally. Yeah, this character, <laughs> this character is really like a great character for right. her. I think that Ryan Murphy, I mean, this is just a guess for me. I feel like he loved the person he saw on The Housewives. Like, she was always very real, like we've talked about. And I think she's good at still being that real Nini that everyone knows. And that's hard to do when you're acting. You think you're supposed to be something else. And Mm -hmm. she's very good at that. But I think the writers are like, I think what's happening with Rocky's character is that it's being created by Nini and the writers simultaneously. Well, yeah, like right. she's doing things and then they're writing things and then she's do. It's like Nini, happening all at the same time. Nini was on Wendy Williams uh, yesterday morning and she said that Ryan Murphy specifically writes all of her parts for her. Oh, uh, so. perfect. So Ryan, and you, they're really you're close. reading. Yes, I want to see Ryan read. But I think that's because you said they're friends, right? Yes, they okay. are friends. Yes. Yeah. So I think that that you know so that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but but yeah. the two queens, um, the two queens who were doing the readings were Willem and I didn't recognize the other queen, but Tony Jasmine? said it's Jasmine. Jasmine, yeah. So the the drag queens came into this um, in, in the in the coaching section section of this episode where Nini was explaining this is how to you Shania, read. This is how you read these drag. Sna- uh, we cut to these two drag queens. Fantastic. And they were like who were dressed up as Nana right. and Rocky. Yeah, Nana <laughs> and Rocky. That was perfect. Amazing. And they they killed it. They absolutely they killed did. it. They if were you guys, awesome. I'm not very familiar with Jasmine, but if you guys like if you guys watch Willem on uh what was he, season four? Season three? Three. 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 Yeah. Yes. yes. Um if you watch Willem on Drag Race, he he can read the hell out of people. <laughs> funny I as love hell. that. Yeah, he's so, so funny. So for those who maybe didn't catch exactly what reading was, it's 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 something in the eyes and in the body, and then it's the way the command in your voice and the things that you say. You gotta like. You gotta be witty, absolutely, okay? and you gotta cut them. Like just cut it short and make get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You you want to go in for it. You don't want to beat around the bush. Absolutely not. This is how you would you would use like you would do any of this what we call reading in a situation where you feel like you need to tell someone off basically yes. like this is when you use it mm-hmm. but they're smart cut downs yes. they're not yes. just going to be like they're not just going to your gonna, breath is stinky yeah you know? they're not just going to mm-hmm. be like you smell funny they're like they're like really smart cut downs and the part of part of the use of the term reading means that you pick the person specifically for what their flaws are. So yes. you'll look at that person and you like, read like she, that um, Shania, <laughs> that one little girl who's like, was wearing like flip-flops, flip-flops. and she called yeah. them like Rite Aid flip-flops. Yeah. flip-flops and then said her like baby toe was janky or whatever yeah. it was. Given 90 degree angles. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so she picked, she picked specific qualities of the little girls and then, and then read them for those qualities. Right. And everything's fair game. Your hair, your clothes, your mama, <laughs> your sister, like anything your is life. fair game. Absolutely. I like it. Be ready. Well, you know what? Those little girls kind of had it coming. It was they taste did. of their own they medicine. Did. And I would say if they didn't end this episode with Shania saying like, we're all going to love each other for who we are. And we're going to, you know, they had this like equality, you know. Let's accept our flaws. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Little party that. at the end. I I think it could have been you know people would have been having problems with the bullying and all that but I, w- I think 
I was nervous it was going to go there for a second. Yeah. I was like, oh, Shania taking a turn for the worse. Like, I didn't like that. Well, mm-hmm. and it was very not Shania. And, and, but it was funny to see her do that. It's totally. funny to see that actress do that. She always takes on a She's really great. specific character. She always did. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's funny to watch that. But then, of course, she invites them back to her house. And she's like, I'm the queen bee, and I'm going to tell you what to do. And then she stepped off her pedestal and right. said, we're all going to love each other for who we are. We're not going to do this anymore. And uh, I thought that was, you know, they... they had no other choice really but to do that. Because I think that action though also made it uniquely back to Shania because Shania is always she has more of a calculated way of doing things. So it it put it back in the okay Shania's sh- you could see that Shania had a thought process going into it. She right. always Not just being mean. That's a hundred percent right. Shania always has that arc. She's like the lesson. She's the moral through the story. And this was obviously you know she she. Um, she was like, look, this is not how we're going to do this, girls. Mm-hmm. This is not right. Oh, yeah. and speaking of reading, I think all of you should head over to iTunes oh. and give us give us a little read. Tell us what you think. Let us know. You keep our lights on here, so bring it. Five tell stars, a friend. Babe. Tell a friend. Five star it. It only takes a minute. Rate and comment. We Rate love you for it. Yes. Um, in this episode, you know, I thought at, at the end, I, I say this, they always wrap these episodes up in a pretty little bow, kind of like Full House style. And, <laughs> I um, love Full House. Oh, yeah. Loves it, for sure. Nothing wrong with Full House. John Samos. You know how I feel about John mm-hmm. Samos. Yeah. Waco Greek yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Lend me some Uncle Jesse. The hair. Um, <laughs> oh, what did he always say? Um, have mercy. Have mercy. Oh, <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Um, they they did sort of have, have a little narrative at the end of this episode saying, you know, um, and this was a theme that they've talked about before, that if you want to make God laugh, have a plan. Right. And, you know, Goldie thought she was going to be a lawyer and her plan deviated. And now look where she is. And Shania thought she was going to, you know, she didn't have any friends. And now look at these new friends and look how she got them. Right. And, you know, Brian and David, the ideas with their family and look how they got to where they are. So like, who knows if they'll even have any more children. They may not need them. Right. Their family will be full already. So again, just letting, they, they like to talk about just let go and have fun and let it happen, but just love each other. And I think it's not, I mean, sometimes it's a little cheesy, but I I like it. And it's so, this episode was so funny. It cuts the cheese. So, That's kind of a, you know what I mean. (laughs) It makes it okay for it to have like a moral, you know, lesson. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Well, this was a great episode. I'm so glad we're back. I'm so glad we're back. It was a great episode to come back to. Great episode. The one-liners. Please tweet us with any funny one-liners that we might not have uh, talked about and we can mention them again. Um, And why don't we get into some news and gossip, shall we? TV News. Okay, Justin Bartha oh. has been spotted on the beach of Maui with a mystery woman who we found out is Leah Smith, who is a Pilates instructor at Equinox, <laughs> and Jake, our lovely Jake friend, is like, I just talked to her today. I'm like, well, you talk to her, and you tell her to back off. Watch, watch your back, Leah. Watch, watch your back. your back, Leah, who is gorgeous and has a perfect body. Yeah. Thank you very and much. very nice. They met during a session <laughs> and they've been dating a while and they look very cute together and very happy and I'm just saying, Justin Bartha, I have brown hair too, so I tell. I can tell that you have a type and I am not far from it, sort of. Leah and Justin, we invite you to come on down. You can yes. do Pilates at AfterBuzz. Absolutely. Right For here. Sure. Here's your reformer. There you right go. Here in the center do it right of the room. Here, Leah, girl. Like we it. Have- 
see how good you are. And <laughs> our lovely, lovely Nene Leaks, who we all just heart so much on the show, yes. is engaged again to her ex-husband, Yay, Greg. Nene. <laughs> they, Nene. Right. Do you call him a fiancé? Well, yeah, he's kind of like refiance. Yeah, yeah. No. recycled fiance. Wait, yeah. they—I don't know that the divorce papers were like officially. Oh, okay, yeah. okay they were so divorced. then, yes, yeah, they're divorced. Yeah. Now it's happening all over again. Once that happens, you wipe the slate clean. They're, okay, fiance again. Yeah, she um, Nini was on Jimmy Fallon, and she confirmed it on Jimmy Fallon. Also, you could see some of her tweets on New Year's Eve. The diamonds so, you know, and the roses. Yeah. Happy New Year's from the leaks and then the rose petals and the, um, it, it was something like, I, my answer was yes, is what she said at the right. end of this tweet, you know, and all these pictures. So clearly that's what it meant. And, and Jimmy Fallon made her say it. He asked me to marry him, and I said yes. Aww. And they've been going on a whole press tour, the two of them together, and it feels—it just feels good. I feel like Nini, this is the Nini that she's always have, is meant to be. I agree. And uh, you can catch her tomorrow on Katie, Katie Couric's show tomorrow. Do it, girl. Yeah, so I love her. It. And yeah, the, and her and Greg were—they've um, been together since 1996. They divorced in 2011. They have a 13, or they have a—I think he's like 13-year-old yes, son. Yes, 13. Brent. And she has a 20-year-old. And then the yeah. older son. But uh, I think it's great that they're back together. Do it. Also, she said that their wedding—they were like, "What is your wedding going to be like?" Andy Cohen. She was on Watch What Happens last on Sunday night and he said what's your wedding going to be like is it going to be big and she said my first wedding was big and this next wedding is going to be even bigger yes and she said that Ellen Barkin is going to be one of her bridesmaids I love that I love that that's awesome oh my god they better do a special I want to see this happen I guarantee they'll do a special yeah and I like that her and Ellen Barkin have become sort of like frenemies on the show. Yeah. Like they have good banter. Mm-hmm. But they always talk about how they're strong women, and that's where they unite all the yeah. time. And mm-hmm. I love it. Speaking their mind. And speaking of strong women, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ryan Murphy. Wow. I love you, Ryan Murphy. Like you're, yes. He's watching me right now. That's right. why I'm talking yeah. to him. Um, he has become a first-time father. Yay. The with, new normal. Yes. It's like... Life imitating art. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, he and his partner, they have a son named Logan Phineas. He weighed, uh, according to E-Online, he came in at six pounds, six ounces. Healthy. Healthy. Yeah. Lovely baby. Early, nice Christmas present for them. Um, the the couple was married. David Miller is his is his partner, and they were married in July. So this is all a nice Aww, year for yeah, them. It's yeah. all, you Great know. Year. Um, and Ryan Murphy is also going to be directing a show on HBO called The Normal Heart, which... Jake informed us all here that... Yes, Ellen Barkin was actually a part of that play on Broadway. It was on maybe two years ago in 2011, and Ellen Barkin won Best Supporting Actress, basically, at the Tony Awards for the role that I think Julia Roberts will be, will be playing in the movie. Yes, along with yeah. Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, I love Mark Ruffalo. Yes, awesome? and do you know who else is yeah. in this? Matt Bomer. Bomer. Oh, Bomer. I can't ever. Keep it Matt in the Bomer. Keeping yes. it in the yeah. family. I love family. that Ryan likes to work with certain people and uses them over it's and over. Like it does. Like it's Jessica like Lange, he's worked with yes. her. Oh, yes. And it's like a theater company. I love you it. You know, different parts for different people. Oh, I like it. True. It's like a family. Yeah. I love it. Um, and, and for those of you who don't, aren't familiar with the storyline, it, it centers around HIV, the HIV and AIDS crisis that happened in like the early 1980s. So it should be pretty good, pretty moving. It's very dark. Great acting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great actresses and actors in this. So we can't wait to see that, too. So and congratulations, Ryan Murphy. Woo! Yes. All right. Well, let's get into some predictions, shall we? Yes. And now, your After Buzz TV prediction predictions. All right. Well, you know, I... Oh. <laughs> what is that? What is that? Is that? New? 
I, is this new or a problem? Like that was That's a, just me. Uh, okay. <laughs> that was the predict. That was the predictions remix for Steve, 2013. Steve fell asleep right. on the predictor button. button. <laughs> yes. Amazing. I we already kind of touched on it. I feel like we need to start thinking about what's going to happen with Goldie yeah. in the end of the season and she doesn't want to have more kids. How is she going to fit into the equation? I think that they're going to keep her around and she's going to be involved in raising the child and I think it's going to be it's going to have some there's going to be some issues with it I think because like I said too many cooks in the kitchen I think it will work sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes it won't so I think they're going to keep her in along for the storyline for a little bit you know some mm. some problems to kind of try and solve I don't know that's my prediction I think the season excuse me I think the season will definitely end with Goldie giving birth right because that seems to be like a Ryan Murphy he likes to end on the big note yes Mm -hmm. so I think that's how it'll end and I think she might change her mind if they decide to have a second child just because they need to come up with something to do for the next season right I (laughs) I predict that she wants to fund her business so then she becomes the mother to their next few children that makes sense oh good call she's gonna need the money could be good tie in I think yeah that would be a good tie in I think at the end of the season when Goldie's about to give birth we will see Gary and Monty again maybe with their own child making (gasps) some kind of special appearance Oh, yes. Ooh, yes. more Matt Bomer. All the time. Anyway, I can get it in. <laughs> we, will, we, will, we will take that. We will take that. Well, more thank you. The fairly odd couple. <laughs> thank you so Yeah, right. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening, guys. We are very happy to be back in the new year, and uh, we hope you watch next week. I am Lauren Leonelli, and you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and my website. <laughs> I'm at 123Jackie underscore B on Twitter. I'm at Jake underscore Dupree, and you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Jake Dupree, bye. <laughs> Love it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at TJ Path to Passion. Look me up. I'm on Instagram too, but I think, I'm not sure what my name is. It's probably at 123Jackie B. <laughs> She'll have know. it next time. Look I'll have up. it next time. Bye, guys. Bye. bye. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.